Hi, I'm Kelsa Dickey, the CEO of the Financial Coach Academy and my financial coaching business, Fiscal Fitness Phoenix. My coaching journey began more than a decade ago with me helping people for free from my dining room table. What was once a little business of mine has grown into a seven-figure company that employs a team of people. My goal is simple, to help you fall more and more in love with financial coaching. I believe financial coaching is the most rewarding way to make a living. If you are an aspiring financial coach or have been coaching for years, I'm here to help you create a business you love that gets your clients massive results. Let's get to it. Hey, Financial Coach. Welcome to episode 44 of the Financial Coach Academy podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about starting with your why. Since this is the 44th episode of this podcast, and I might have a new listener, I wanted to take a second just to introduce myself. My name is Kelsa, and I became a financial coach because I hate seeing people struggle with this part of their life. I am passionate about this work because I saw my mom stress over money my entire childhood, and I wished she had someone who could help her, but she didn't. I went to college and began studying personal finance because I realized that I could be that person for someone else. I launched the Financial Coach Academy because I fell in love with this work. And I feel passionate about, or excuse me, I feel passionate that more money coaches are needed in our world. And I have a gift for combining financial strategies and concepts with the creative and people-focused skill of coaching. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Financial Coach Academy podcast. If you have been a listener for a long time since we first started this podcast, thank you so much for being a listener. And if you are new, welcome to the show. I want to start each episode. I usually start each episode with a review. This one is by Creating Healthy. And this person says, I am about one and a half years away from early retirement from my job of 27 years, and I have been trying to decide what I would like to do in the next phase of my career. I was originally turned on to financial coaching since I had been through Financial Peace University five times. I'm a slow learner, and it took me time to grasp all of the concepts. When I researched the good, the bad, and the ugly about Ramsey Coaching, I saw several coaches reference Financial Coach Academy. So I Googled it and landed on their webpage. I spent the 40 bucks and bought the book, but have not read it. Having all this education poured into me from this podcast is priceless. It helps build trust with the FCA brand. Thank you. I realize I love learning while listening and then reinforce with reading. I have drawn so much encouragement from each podcast and it is giving me the confidence to just get started. I actually set up my Instagram account yesterday with my title being financial coach and with my name. Several friends have cheered me and said, finally, you are doing it. Thank you, Kelsa and the FCA team for creating this podcast. This warms my heart so much. Congratulations, first of all, on your soon-to-be retirement and this next phase of your journey. And congratulations on taking those initial steps and trusting yourself to be an amazing financial coach. And thank you for being a listener. A quick uh, announcement before we get into today's episode. Just a heads up, we only offer two promotions per year on any of our offerings. And over Thanksgiving weekend, which is coming up soon, that is one of those times. If you want to take advantage of our best prices of the year, you will want to go to financialcoachingtoolkit.com and join one of the wait lists that you see on that page. If you want to receive no- notifications of this sale, please make sure you add your name to any of the toolkit wait lists you see on the page. 
And of course, if you have any questions about the financial coaching toolkit, please shoot us an email so that we can get you answers before that weekend. My team does not work weekends. That is something I am very proud of. Their work-life balance is very important to me. So if over that holiday weekend, you've got questions and you email us, you may not get an answer until Monday or Tuesday. All right, let's talk about starting with your why coach. Clients don't buy what you do. They don't, or they buy, oh, let's start over. How about that? Clients don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Identifying your why is an important step to take for a variety of reasons, all of which we are going to cover in this episode. Once you identify your why, crafting it into a compelling story is your next step. If you love this topic and you want to explore it more, please check out Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. Simon Sinek is spelled S-I-M-O-N, Simon, and Sinek, S-I-N-E. E-K, and the book title is Start With Why. He also has a really great TED Talk on YouTube that you can watch about this topic. So here's your what. Every entrepreneur on the planet knows what they do. These are the products you sell or the services you offer. For us as financial coaches, that would be financial coaching or budgeting or debt payoff strategies or those types of things, right? That's your what. Then there's the how. Some organizations know how they do it. These are the things that make them special or set them apart from their competition. This might be that you meet one-to-one with clients. This might be that you have a group program or a special framework that you designed that gets people results. That is your how, okay? Now that brings us to the why. Very few organizations, brands, entrepreneurs know why they do what they do. Why is not about making money. That's the result. It's a purpose, It's a cause or belief. It's the very reason you exist as a financial coach. And your goal, coach, is to lead with your why. Here are the benefits of leading with your why. It inspires action in others. It helps them reflect on their own why. And chances are, with what we do, money plays a role in creating their purpose, right? Leading with your why helps to initiate trust building between you and your client. And after a client tells you something that they want to do, a goal they want to shoot for, or any of those types of things, I want you to think about how powerful it is in a coaching session to ask a client, why? Why is that goal important to you, right? Why is that something that's important for you to achieve? Asking why creates greater understanding and it creates greater compassion simply by knowing why something is important to another person. It helps you to see them. And the same is true for the people who might be looking to hire you. Leading with your why also serves as your own driver of motivation. We all have bad days or weeks, right? Or a year, like I shared a couple episodes ago. We have slumps. And on those days, reminding yourself of your why is the thing that can get you through, right? It's the, it's the thing that reminds you of your commitment to this work. Your why can be used in many different areas. In presentations, when you're giving a podcast interview and you're the guest, your bio or your website should include your why. When you first talk with a prospective client or referral partner, when you introduce yourself at a networking event, these are just a few examples of where your why comes into play. 
and it can take on a number of different forms. Your why behind being a coach, your why behind want, behind wanting to help people, your why behind your signature program or a particular method that you designed. All of these can be slightly different as far as the focus you take with your why, but it's not necessarily like, why do you care about money or why do you like money, right? Or why do you find money fun? Okay. Today, what I want to focus on with this episode is why you do this work, why you want to help people. Okay. Before we talk about identifying and crafting your why, let's talk about some mistakes to avoid. Figuring out your why is actually a two-step process. First, you're going to identify your why, and then you are going to craft it into a compelling story. The first mistake coaches make is trying to combine these two steps. So you're trying to make it sound good while also figuring out exactly what it is. Don't worry about scripting it. Don't worry about how you're going to share it with others yet. Don't worry about how you're going to make it sound good for your audience. What's important first is that you allow yourself to feel your purpose. I need you to know, like innately know your why first, and then you can worry about making it sound good for others. Okay. Just feel it first, right? That's mistake number one to avoid. Next mistake is to, it sounds kind of like a resume or like a chronicle of your life. Um, First, when I was five, this happened, and then at 12, and then I was in college, and then I got married and experienced this, and it's too long, and frankly, it's just boring. (laughs) We're going to talk about how to combat that in just a little bit. Uh, Another mistake is trying to make up something that sounds juicy or dramatic because you're not really sure what your why is, or you know what it is, but you don't think it sounds good enough, okay? So you're judging your why. Your why doesn't have to be dramatic, doesn't have to be sensational. It has to be honest. It has to be genuine. You can't use anyone else's why either. So don't even think about comparing. There is no comparison. The last mistake that I see coaches make with their why is making it kind of disjointed, which I'm going to talk about a little bit too. This often comes from the crafting stage where what you want to do is almost like if you come up with way too many reasons or examples or stories, what you want to do is look for a common theme from start to finish so that there's a story arc to it. Like what is the pattern? Okay. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit in the crafting section. Otherwise what happens is it's really hard to follow and a person is listening and they're thinking like, where is she taking me? Or what's the thing that I'm supposed to be listening for in each one of these individual stories? And oftentimes we need to edit massively and only highlight the key parts of your story and not every single milestone of your journey. Okay. Each of those, those moments are important to you. I get that. And when we are just sitting down and having a cup of coffee coach or having a glass of wine, and we've got all the time in the world, I want to hear about every single one of those, but chances are in these other settings where I said, where you're going to share it, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's important to everyone else. Okay. So let's dive into the first step. If you remember, that is identifying your why. There's two steps, identify and then craft it, okay? And because we're super smart people and we're numbers people, we're gonna start with step one, (laughs) okay? Just teasing. Okay, step one, identify your why and your rule is do not overcomplicate this step, which is what everyone wants to do. Before I do this next section, if you are in a place where you can close your eyes safely, I'm gonna ask you to do that. If you're driving, probably not a good idea to close your eyes. If you are moving, I know when I listen to my podcast, I'm doing laundry, I'm doing dishes, I'm out walking around, whatever the case may be. So if that is you, let's put the bowl down. 
stop moving for just a second, close your eyes and do me a favor and take a couple of deep breaths. I want you to imagine that you're talking with your best friend, someone you trust completely. You can share everything with them and they see you for exactly who you are in your best light. And as I ask you this question, I want you to keep breathing right now. And I also want you to breathe through the answer. I want you to trust what comes to your mind as I ask you this question. And I want you to continue breathing. Why do you want to be a financial coach? I'm going to give you a second to think about it. Keep breathing. Why do you want to be a financial coach? What washed over you? Why do you want to be a financial coach? Now, you have this desire. You have a reason that just came to your mind, I hope. Do not worry about how it sounds right now. Hopefully you don't feel as if you need to edit yourself when you're talking to your best friend, right? Maybe your answer was because I want to help people or because my life changed once I got control of my money and I want others to experience it. Maybe it was something like because money's not talked about enough or maybe it was something like I have a way of looking at my money that is different than what's out there and I want to share it with others. Or maybe it's, I think money is fun. I like crunching numbers. I like playing with numbers. That's fun. I want to make it fun for others, right? The next question I want you to think about while continuing to breathe and remaining nice and calm, just focused on what thoughts pass through your mind and how your body feels. Why do you have that desire? What are one to two moments in your life, experiences you've had that created that desire? Why do you have that desire, coach? Keep breathing. What are one to two moments that come to your mind, experiences from your life that created this desire? You might be the type of person who's got a whole bunch of moments in your life that are running through your brain right now, and that is great, but I want you to pick the one or two that feel most significant to you. You weren't born wanting to be a financial coach. You weren't born thinking about money. Was it something from your own life that created the desire? Was it an observation you had of someone else's life or of others. Where did this desire come from? What were those pivotal moments? The purpose of what you just did is to really solidify the overarching sort of main points that you want to make. 
it's simply genuine, right? Why do you want to be a coach? Why do you want to help people? What moments from your life created that desire? Now, I want you to imagine, coach, that you're about to share what you just uncovered with another person. You're going to tell someone why you want to be a coach, and then you're going to tell them about these one to two experiences that just sparked those desires for you. And I want you to write those down. Here's the hardest part. Don't worry about how it sounds. Don't worry about judging it right now. This phase is not about crafting it into a compelling story. Don't try and edit it at all right now. I know some of you, oh my God, I think about Coach Jacqueline on my team. (laughs) Uh, She can't not edit something as she's doing it. So I know that's a really hard request. Uh, Just, it's okay if it looks ugly or clunky or sounds bad or whatever the case may be. Just share exactly what you just thought of, exactly as you thought of it. Don't worry at all about how it sounds. I cannot stress that enough. Remember one of those mistakes is, com- is combining these two steps. You can make it sound great in just a little bit. We're going to get there. I promise. That's not where we're at. This first step is just identifying it. Okay. Why do you want to be a financial coach? And what are a couple of moments from your life that created that desire? Now, did anyone notice that I used my why stories when I started today's episode? My very first why story, I did this on purpose, was I want to coach people on their money because I hate seeing people struggle with this part of their life. And I feel this way because I saw my mom stress over money my entire childhood, and I wished she had someone who could help her, but she didn't. I went to college, and I realized that I could be that person for someone else. The first question is my A, right? I want to coach people because... A, I hate seeing people struggle with this part of their life. And I feel this way because, and then the second question are the two points, B1 and B2 is the way I kind of like have this in my notes. Okay. So because I saw my mom stress over money my entire childhood, and I really wish she had someone who could help her, but she didn't. That's moment number one. And moment number two, I went to college and realized I could be that person for someone else. Okay. I want you to have A and B crystal clear in your mind or at least written down. That'd be even even better. Again, they may sound clunky or totally ugly right now. That is okay. The goal isn't that they sound good yet. The goal is that they are clear to you. Step one was identifying your why. We just did that. Now, step two, we want to craft it into a compelling story. And this is where a lot of finessing is likely required. Okay. Your why story coach is like an accordion. That's what I want you to think. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing with my hands. If you're uh, listening on a podcast, then I'm sort of like moving my hands back and forth like an accordion. It can be longer. It can be shorter. You can elaborate at times. You can add in supporting experiences depending on where you are when you're telling the story. But the main points must be maintained at all times. Anything you add to the story must support A or it must support B, okay? It either reinforces why you want to be a financial coach or it reinforces one of your moments of your life, or it's a story, or it elaborates, or that kind of thing. Okay, it supports the B. For example, sometimes when I tell the story, 
I talk a bit longer about point A, how I hate seeing people with struggle with money. I might share what I've seen or what people have told me about how it affects them physically or emotionally, mentally, right? Like how it holds people back and how that breaks my heart. I might share what I've seen or what people have told me. I might share observations I've had when I wasn't in a position to help and how that felt. Or I might divulge more about point B, The first point of B was my mom's stress. And I'll tell you what, if I am speaking to a room full of single moms, my mom was a single mom. I truly believe she did her best growing up, taking care of three girls and doing her best with money. I lean into this part of the story. I talk about what it was like to see my mom sitting there with just despair on her face and the types of moments. I tell examples of how we would go to get fast food. And I remember my mom, oh, God, it's like still so emotional to this day. Um, I remember her like removing a four um, pack of uh, chicken nuggets from McDonald's from the order. You know, like I remember being like, you know what? Can you remove that four piece chicken nugget? You know, because she didn't couldn't afford that. Um, I share those kinds of moments if I am speaking to a room of single moms, right? If that's the group, if I've been invited to an event and that's who's in the room, I'm going to elaborate. That's my accordion, right? Now, if I, I could also divulge more about going to college and realizing I could be the person to help. If I'm speaking to a room full of financial advisors or accountants or more professionals like that, I'm probably going to share how I was a financial advisor for a few years first and what that was like, how I was helping people. Yes, but not really in the way that lit me up inside, right? I might even weave my own financial journey in to some of these points, right? If you were to go to my financial coaching website, which is fiscalfitnessphx.com, fiscalfitnessphx.com, and you click on about, which is essentially like the meet the team page, you can see my bio and that kind of thing. What you're going to see is both a summary, right? There's like a short snippet. And then there is, if you click on read bio, there's going to be a much uh, longer, more intimate version of my story. Okay. The main points are the same in both a plus B are always there, but it's two versions based on location. Okay. And the same will be true for you. And I think this is where like, we don't realize sort of how to make it fit in different moments, right? Like if I am being interviewed on someone else's podcast, I'm not going to tell the most long, drawn-out version of my why story. I want to capture people quickly. I want it to be memorable so they can get to know me. But then I want to get to, like, the meat and potatoes of the actual conversation, right? Um, If you've ever been on a – or listened to podcasts and they have guests and it's like – you kind of feel like the – you're like, okay, I get it. Like, can you get to the point, right? That's what we're trying to avoid when crafting your story, okay? Um, So let's look at an example, Here is a a, a why that could potentially apply. I want to help people feel more in control of their money. That's A. I want to help people feel more in control of their money. That's their why. At one point, I did not have a handle on my life and everything felt like a mess. So that's moment one, right? That's B. But once I got control of my money, everything changed for the better. Getting control of my money created a ripple effect of positivity in my life. So that is moment two. 
right? So I'm going to read that again without the A and B in the moment one and moment two. I want to help people feel more in control of their money. At one point, I did not have a handle on my life and everything felt like a mess. But once I got control of my money, everything changed for the better. Getting control of my money created a ripple effect of positivity in my life. Okay. Now you could also reverse A and B, and I don't want to get overly complicated on this, but I'm going to try it here. Um, And it really just depends on sort of how you speak and your natural flow and the pattern of your voice. Um, So for example, the same exact one I just said, at one point, I did not have a handle on my life and everything felt like a mess. But once I got control of my money, everything changed for the better. And getting control of my money created a ripple effect of positivity in my life. Now I want to help people feel more in, in control of their money too. All I did was put the B's before the A. Okay. It really doesn't matter. Same exact story, same exact points. I just flip-flopped them. So your alphabet can start with B if you want. I will not judge you. Okay. So A plus B, this is your Y in its simplest form. Do not overcomplicate this. Okay. And I think where people go wrong, I know I talked about this when I talked about the mistakes, but it's like, it feels so simple that they want to make it better. They're like judging it. Like it's not good enough. It's not dramatic enough, right? It doesn't have to be dramatic. Just got to be genuine. Okay. So don't overthink that step. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. This short version Okay, that simplest form. And again, I'm going to read this example. I help people feel more in control of their money. At one point, I did not have a handle on my life and everything felt like a mess. But once I got control of my money, everything changed for the better. And now I help other people experience that same positive ripple effect. That version could be great for when you've got a quick minute to grab someone's attention. If you're sending a quick email. If you're sending an email to like a referral partner for the very first time and like it's a cold email, you're reaching out. Be short, be brief. Don't have this long paragraph where you're telling them everything about why you're a financial coach. Okay. Um, This is also great for the header on your about or homepage. It could also be on a bio for social media. You might have to shorten it or use some emojis like that kind of thing just for uh, word count. Um, It's also great to use when someone asks, what do you do? This is, we are talking about Simon's neck right now. And he says, you know, start with why lead with your why and how, why is better than what you do or how you do it. When people ask you, what do you do? Don't answer the literal question. Okay. Answer instead with your why, or you can go back to a previous episode. I can't remember which one it was with Jill. Let me see um, if I can find that very quickly. Uh, let's see. Oh, episode 34, how to talk about what you do as a financial coach. So that is okay too. That's really another great approach. And again, there's no one right way to do some of this stuff. It's like whichever one sort of feels best for you. Okay. And for a lot of people leading with their why feels best and it can be very captivating. Okay. So when someone says, what do you do? It's the question behind the question that you're trying to answer right? So notice already the why is better than the what or the how. The what would be financial coaching or budgeting or debt payoff strategies. Somebody might say something like, I help people budget. I design debt payoff plans for people, or I am a financial coach. Those are all versions of what you do, right? It's also better the why than your how. So your how might be like, I meet one-to-one with clients. And I will say that Uh, The how is usually combined with the what when people answer it. So for example, 
most people wouldn't say like, I meet one-to-one with clients. Well, what do you meet one-to-one to do? Right. Like you don't, you can't just say the how, right? Like, are you helping them with like basket weaving? Are you like teaching them how to do their makeup? Like what exactly are you meeting one-to-one with clients for? So, um, you might say like, I meet one-to-one with clients to help them get out of debt. That would be an example of the how, but followed by the what. Another example is like, I have a course where people learn how to manage their money. If you find yourself saying that I have a course where people learn how to manage their money, or I teach people how to manage their money, you are saying the how and then the what, okay? The why is way more powerful. The why makes people go, oh, tell me more. Tell me how you do that, right? Tell me what that's like. The the why sort of leads into a better conversation, which is why you want to start with it, okay? Now, let's move on to... Um, uh, the second stage, which is crafting it. Okay. So that's what we want to do next is really craft this into a really compelling story. So how do we elaborate on the A and the B? And there is a framework that I use for this called the charm framework. Uh, I think this is out of the book. Um, Karen Dietz, who is a dear friend of mine, she wrote the book storytelling for dummies. So all the, you know, four dummies series of books, uh, the storytelling for, for dummies one, she, uh, is the author author of that. She's a storytelling expert. Her and I were in a coaching program, a mastermind, God, 10 years ago now, but lovely, lovely human. Um, so she has the, the CHARM framework. This is something I've used. We teach it in the academy. Uh, CHARM stands for context, hindrance, action, results, and meaning. I'm going to say that again. Context, hindrance, action, results, and meaning. Okay. Context. Start with saying the theme so people know what to listen for. This is one of those ways that you um, can overcome one of those common mistakes that I was talking about earlier, um, where like you want to you want to start your story with something like life is a roller coaster and i learned you need to be ready for anything and the way you manage your money may need to change based on what life throws at you think about the context as sort of the hook it's like the hook statement this shapes the continuity because it helps a person know what it is that they're supposed to be pulling out of your story without doing this your story can feel very disjointed right that was that mistake i was talking about earlier when it feels really disjointed is like one story doesn't seem to have anything to do with the next and so the listener is kind of like what am i supposed to be pulling out of each one of these right by starting with context kind of like your hook statement, it's the pattern throughout it all. It's the continuity of what it is they're supposed to be listening for. Like what is the point of each one of those stories that you're telling? Okay. That's context. So you start with that. And then hindrance and action is where you share a pivotal story or two, but you don't want to get overly detailed. Okay. So it's like, here's the challenge I faced. Here's the action I took. Right. Um, a really good example when it comes to like why you don't want to elaborate too much and you don't want to get too detailed when you when it comes to storytelling uh, is this idea of when I say I was walking down a dark alley one day and I was feeling scared. 
I want you to think about coach the vision or the image that just formed in your mind. I said, I was walking down a dark alley. What did your dark alley look like? I know what my dark alley looks like. And I don't know if I got this from a movie or what, but there's it's brick buildings on the side. There's like a fire escape ladder and stuff coming. There's a dumpster. There's like the sewage drain in the middle and there's like steam coming out of it, of course, right? It's dark. There's like trash everywhere. Um, it's like the further you go, the darker it gets, you know, like that's literally what I picture. It's wet for some reason. It's like damp everywhere. So, but it's not raining, but it's just damp everywhere. Um, like that is what my dark alley looks like. Chances are all I said was dark alley and you formed a picture in your mind of what a dark alley looks like, right? I didn't need to describe my dark alley to you. You have your own experiences. And when I said dark alley, you went into your version of experiences, right? Like your mind went there. And if I had gotten, when I said that overly detailed about what my dark alley looked like when I was telling that story, you have to get into my story, right? I actually want you to embody the story for yourself, right? So when you give too much detail, you actually stifle people's visions, Okay. And you actually want them to draw from their own experiences. So don't get overly detailed when you share this part of the story. This is definitely where people elaborate way too much. So it's like, you're going to get overly involved in the numbers and the numbers don't matter. Okay. I had a lot of debt. You don't have to say I had this debt and I had three student loans and five credit cards and a car payment. And the total was this and the interest rates were this. And you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. You were in a lot of debt. That's all that matters. Okay. After you share the context, the hindrance, and the action, you share the results. And you want to think about what that showed you, the action you took or what it taught you, and you want to state this clearly and concisely, okay? Then the meaning is last. What the experience means to you, your takeaway, or the lesson that you gained. And at this point, you want to restate the context and end with something like, that's why I love helping people who blank, or that's why I started XYZ Financial Coaching, to help people overcome blank, right? So that is, again, you're bringing it all to a close, okay? Once you form your story, A plus B, into a, um, a really charming story using the charm framework, right? And again, you might have some stories that are longer with lots of examples. You really elaborate, some that are shorter, then you want to practice it. And it's going to take a lot of finessing. You're not going to write the story and it's going to feel good and right the very first time. It's going to take iteration after iteration and you want to practice it in order to refine it. Do not let the perfectionism get the best of you. This is not going to be perfect on your first try. It's just not for any of us. Say it out loud and also transcribe it using Google Docs. That can be really helpful for people that we can kind of read it as you say it. Um, type it out and then finesse it. That's another way of doing it. Say it to others. Find another coach in Financial Coaches Unite or if you're in a cohort in the academy, practice, excuse me, practice this um, why over and over and over again, listen to each other's versions. And when you share it, if you go to a networking meeting and you share it with somebody or you share it with a family member or a good friend or a colleague or a peer, pay attention to their nonverbal cues. Are their eyes starting to gloss over or are they leaning in? Do you see their eyebrows raising like, oh my God, wait, what? Tell me more, right? Like those types of things. Are they laughing or smiling or, you know, do you see them kind of like glancing around the room? 
you want to pay attention to those things. If you see them sort of glossing around or, you know, glancing around, excuse me, then it might be that that part of your story is just too long and you need to like make it more concise. Okay. One really quick double check that I want you to do is ask yourself, if I took out this story right here, would the overall point stay intact? And if so, then ask yourself, why do I have it in there then? What point am I trying to make or what am I trying to add to the story? And do I just need to say that? right? As opposed to like telling a whole different example or story, just remove that and say the thing you're trying to say. Okay. Here is a good checklist for you for this episode. I know this was a long one, um, but here's a good checklist for your why story. Okay. I want to ask yourself, why do I want to be a coach? Okay. This is different than I, I want to, you know, I'm good with money or I enjoy money. You can be good with money. There's a lot of people out there who are really good with money and they don't have a desire to go out and help other people be good with money right? You have a desire to also share that skill and also talk with other people about money. Money is awkward for a lot of people. And here you are saying like, I actually want to talk with people about money more. Why? Right. And then ask yourself where that feeling or desire comes from. What are one to two pivotal moments that created that desire from your life? Then step three. So step one, ask yourself why I want to be a coach. Step two, ask where that feeling or desire comes from. Step three, craft your story using the charm framework. Okay. Context, um, hindrance, action, results, and meaning. Step four, write it out, say it out loud, let Google transcribe it for you. Practice, 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 practice. Say it to as many people as you can over and over and over again. And lastly, lead with it. I hope coach that you can see why it is so powerful to know our why both for ourselves and to help other people connect with us. Coaching is all about figuring out what you think of something and how that is impacting how you feel and the actions you take. In order to honor the coaching philosophy, I like to end every episode with a question for you to reflect on. The purpose of this is to, is to deepen your awareness and help you gain clarity on the episode topic. It also creates the opportunity for us to talk about some things. So let's get the discussion going. I'd love to hear from you. If you are watching on YouTube, drop a comment with your answer to today's question, or you can join the conversation in our free community for financial coaches. Hop on over to Facebook and ask to join Financial Coaches Unite. Every single week, we release the episode, we share it in the group, and we comment uh, and ask everyone to share their thoughts with this question. Why do you want to be a financial coach? why do you want to be a financial coach? I want to hear that answer. I want to see what you come up with. And it is absolutely okay if it doesn't sound perfect right now. It's a great place to start. Whatever you answer, I bet it's perfect. Next week, I actually don't know what I'm going to be talking about next week. I am so sorry. I usually know episodes well in advance, but like I said, podcast recording is a bit of a time warp. This weekend, when I am recording this today, this weekend coming up is our VIP day at my new summer home in Michigan. And I am so damn excited that I can't stand it. Then I am home in Phoenix for a week. And then I leave for Greece for the Inspired Grace Retreat. And then my family is meeting me over there. And I'm going to get to spend time with them exploring Greece. I am just too damn excited to focus on what is coming a month from now. But trust me, it will be good. I promise. 
All right. I believe financial coaching is the best and most rewarding way to make a living. I truly love what I do. If you are ready to learn and see how to become a profitable, successful financial coach, check us out at financialcoachacademy.com to learn more about our online courses, free trainings, and events. As always, I love hearing from you. If you have any questions or thoughts about the podcast, please submit them at financialcoachacademy.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It would mean the world to me. I'll see you next week, coach.